Hey guys, welcome back to Micah Jiggers with Dan and Emily. Today we're going to be talking our usual what the fuck news. Going to be talking about a few spooky things. And then we're going to have fun talking about just crazy items we've seen online available for people to buy. Yeah, just the weirdest shit we can find. I'm Dan and with me today is Scotty and her owner, Emily. Oh, so the dog gets mentioned before me now. Yes. <laughs> as long as she's staying asleep, yeah, she'll get preferential treatment. <laughs> she's being pretty good now that we've started. Yeah. Let's just jump right into exciting news for the week. I don't have a whole lot of non-funny news. The only one I really have is some official news finally came out for PlayStation 5. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I was never really a PlayStation fan until number three. Yeah. And then someone introduced me to Uncharted and I've never looked back. You mean never really got into like PlayStation 1 or 2? I was always Nintendo. We were a Nintendo family. I didn't have a Sega. Just always Nintendo. And then once I played Uncharted and the PlayStation 3 controller felt so intuitive, I've been PlayStation fan ever since. But PlayStation 5, uh, looks like it's officially going to be out next holiday season. That'll be cool. Yeah. Probably start seeing some stuff right around this time next year. Yeah. For me, this is the dumbest thing to be excited about, but they've announced that it will still play discs, which shouldn't be that big of a deal, but there's been a lot of talk in recent years of consoles going to streaming only. See, how are you supposed to play like movies and DVDs and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> streaming only. See, I I'm the type of person that I collect CDs. I'd rather listen to CDs than play it off of my phone. And I'd rather watch a disc movie because it's got all that extra stuff on it. Yeah. And I wouldn't be that excited about it if it weren't for how terrible internet is in our neck of the woods. Yeah. It's getting, it's supposed to be quote unquote getting better, but uh, there has been a 5G tower pop up uh, recently though. It's just not there for us to be able to reliably stream. I mean, there's weeks when just to upload this episode, I have to transfer it to my phone and do it over the 4G. Oh, God. I guess I could wireless, you know, use my phone as a mobile hotspot, but it's easier to just send it over. See, that just then kills your phone. Yeah, it sucks, but yeah, that's the state of internet in the rural parts of this country. And especially because you don't live inside of town. You're very limited to the internet access that you have. Yeah. Um, Other news about it, they're going to take the vibration out of the controller. Oh. But they're replacing it with some form of haptic feedback that's supposed- A fist that comes out of the options button. I don't know about that. (laughs) But it's supposed to more accurately replicate the sense of touch. And they've also announced all sorts of like hardware specs, which are just gobbledygook to me. I haven't actually read into any of the articles because like I'm the type of person that only clicks like, you know, websites that have reputable articles. So like a few things that I have seen pop up, I don't generally click on like, oh, somebody's just trying to leak something fake. They've also announced that the triggers are going to be adaptive so they the resistance on them can change depending on what's going on in the game so say for instance your character's walking through mud or something thick it's going to be tougher to move and stuff like that okay that's kind of cool it could be cool 
But it can also be a pain in the ass. Yeah. I'm always skeptical of these kinds of features. If you can turn it on and off, that'd be great. Do you remember some of the shitty ways they tried to incorporate the six-axis controller into PlayStation 3 games? No, because I never had a PlayStation 3. Oh, man. It was a pain in the ass. They tried to like bring in some motion control with just the controller. It never was enjoyable. Hmm. It you just led to like trying to balance on logs using the controller as like trying to keep So it they steady. tried doing like the Wii feature because like there's Wii games that you had to do like certain balancing things with while you're holding the little brick. Yeah, it was kind of like that or you could use it for say I think in Uncharted 3 you had to use it to aim where you placed the grenade. Like That's you had, weird. Yeah, you had to use it to adjust the arc of your throw and it just it's a pain in the ass. That does sound like a pain in the yeah. ass. I, I understand what they were going for but it didn't work. So I'm hoping this is less of a pain in the ass and is actually more immersive. Uh, what do you have so, I mean, this is more exciting for me because I love mint chocolate and Kit Kat. This December is releasing a permanent new flavor, mint dark chocolate Kit Kats, and I couldn't be any more freaking excited. What? <laughs> mint and chocolate. Uh, goes together and you can eat it. Well, see, I had, Literally. I had a horrible stepmother <laughs> that liked to make chocolate chip cookies with mint chocolate chips mm. so it was like eating toothpaste cookies wow and she wasn't the type of person that would eat them so it was mostly for so my she, benefit so she made them and didn't even eat them pretty much because she was kind of a health nut so she would make them for me to eat but i couldn't say i didn't like mint chocolate chip because she was such a defensive person that if you just hinted that you didn't like what she cooked it became an issue oh that one so i couldn't even respectfully decline i just had to shove these down my throat oh, and pretend no. i like them that was oh. a lot of her food she was not Ooh. an especially great cook but i had to eat anything she made and i had to have second helpings to show how much i liked it even if i absolutely hated it mm. yeah she was that type of person but i love mint chocolate and hershey's for a while had like you know how they have the cookies and cream bar yeah. Well, for a long time, well, not for a long time, for several months, they had a chocolate cookies and cream bar, but it was mint chocolate crunch bar. I don't know. It was so good. It was basically a chocolate and mint cookies and cream. Hmm. And it was, it wasn't my favorite. And I, you throw it in the fridge, you break a piece off, it was cold, it was delicious, and now it's gone. And I'm very upset. What do you have next? Uh, I don't have any more exciting news. Oh, well, then I'll do my other exciting news. Yeah. So for anybody who likes to follow the Olympics or gymnastics, Simone Biles is now the youngest decorated female gymnast out there, and she's only 22. Yeah. What does she have? 21 medals now? Something like that. That's crazy. I think I read that the next Olympics, she said, is going to be her last. Is it? I think that's what I heard. It's just nice to see an athlete that dedicated and actually representing the country and doing their best at the Olympics and oh, yeah. all these world championships. She where... has, I think, one if not two moves named after her now because she's such a phenomenal athlete. That's amazing. But it's especially nice when you've we've seen these other athletes have gone to the Olympics and they just party and don't take it seriously and they end up being an embarrassment to themselves and the country. It's really nice to see somebody that's not having scandals. They're just doing their thing and being awesome at it. Oh, yeah. 
And I, I wish her the best. And I absolutely love seeing videos that keep coming out of like her routines that she does and just watching the intricacy that she puts into it and the technique and how daring she is. And it's so just breathtaking to watch her. So you're a dancer. Did you ever do gymnastics when you were little? No. No. Never. I think mostly because like my motion sickness, mm. I couldn't really, I've tried tumbling and stuff like that, but it was I've def- seen you tumble. <laughs> it's not hard to make you tumble. <laughs> That's really true. Uh, but speaking of like athletic tumbling and gymnastics, no, I never done any of that kind of stuff. I've always wanted to, but like I can't hang upside down for long periods of time. And I know that I'm way too fucking clumsy. Okay, let's just jump right into the what the fuck news for this episode. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. This one, it's a little funny. It's also dark and disturbing. So fair warning, people. Okay. Memory card found on street labeled homicide at Midtown Marriott may have led police to woman's killer. Yeah. So this was in Anchorage, Alaska. This woman reported to police on September 30th that she'd found this memory card just laying out on the street. And when they looked into it, it had 39 photos and 12 videos of this woman who had been strangled, beaten, and ultimately murdered at a hotel. So was it like the videos of each action being done? Apparently. And I can't explain the absurdity of, hey, I'm going to have this memory card and label it homicide. The only thing I can think is it's kind of like one of those serial killer things where they can't help themselves and they kind of keep a trophy. I feel like maybe this is some subconscious thing where he got off on the danger of knowing he had this evidence against him. That's fucked up. Yeah, but apparently the guy almost got away with it. For real? Yes, he was a South African immigrant, and the memory card was reported to police on September 30th. He was arrested at an international airport nearby on October 8th. So they were able to investigate, figure out who was at that hotel and who this memory card belonged to, and then he almost got out of the country. That's crazy. Yeah. So my next what the fuck is ER patient dies after waiting too long in a Pennsylvania waiting room. So this person was officially confirmed the death was in August after being left unattended in a waiting room in Pennsylvania for approximately 70 minutes. He or she had come in with nausea and uh, like EMS. They brought him in, spoke to the nurses, but he was never taken to the nurse desk. Mm -hmm. The nurses never went and looked at him. So they couldn't even, they didn't even make a report on him being there, but it was all caught on video. Yeah. See, that's really weird that you think of EMS bringing somebody into the emergency room. You don't think of them just getting dropped off at the waiting room and not being checked in. So it says from around 11 to 12, almost 1230, there was no movement from the patient. He's in the waiting room and then he was pronounced dead at 130 because he was found unresponsive. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know what it is about emergency rooms. One, I know way too many people, including someone I know closely, that uses it as their primary care. Even when they actually have a primary care physician, they just, well, I don't feel well. I'm going to the emergency room. And that's what's so hard is like their ERs, especially on certain days, are very scarce. Like they don't have the help. Mm -hmm. 
And if they have the help, they're busy because of people like that. Yeah. And that drives me insane because these people are not there to directly help you with that. Like you have a doctor for a reason. And when you try to call, depending on, I guess, your physician, like they're going to try and get you in as soon as they possibly can. I hate emergency rooms. No offense to anybody that works in them. I've never been in any emergency room that wasn't slow as hell. And I'm sure a lot of it is just the bureaucracy behind it. There's all these hoops that, you know, the employees have to jump through. There's the insurance. It's, yeah, it's always a mess. And even once you get to see somebody, you wait unattended in an exam room. It seems like forever. And mm-hmm. I just... Yeah, I hate emergency rooms so bad. I, there's times when I've probably wanted to die instead of keep waiting in the emergency room. Yeah. But uh, yeah, is there anything else you have to say about that? Or This is just fucked up. Yeah, like, it is. That person came in and like maybe they push it off like, oh, he just has stomach pains. But like still go check on that patient and at least get some vitals. Like make sure that they are doing okay enough just to leave them there. Yeah, somebody should have at least had contact with him. Yeah. My next one, Texas man robs bank day before wedding, gets caught by fiance. Oh. Okay, people, this is one of those. You're going to have to look at this link in the show notes because there's a picture that goes with the story. This guy has to be one of the dumbest bank robbers ever. It's almost a like head-on face shot of him not wearing a mask. And the local sheriff posted this picture to Facebook. And very quickly, the guy's fiance saw it. And she's like, hey, I know that guy. And she convinced him to turn himself in. Apparently, the whole reason that he needed to do this robbery was because he needed the money to pay for the ring and ceremony the next day. Shouldn't you have less stuff paid for? How quickly was this wedding thrown together if it got the day before the wedding and he's just like, oh shit, I need money to pay for this stuff? One, if wherever you're having your ceremony should already be booked in advance. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of things about this that don't make sense, but yeah. Did it it say, where did you say it was? It was in Texas. There you go. Maybe it was a shotgun wedding. No offense to our listeners in Texas, because it appears like we have a few of you guys, and we do appreciate you. Woohoo! Yeah. Getting out there. Yes. Yeah. In the traditional Texas greeting, aloha. (laughs) Can I say, shoes from Texas are dumb? For any of my Spongebobbers out there. No! Ohana means family, and that's the last of my story on that one. Really? (laughs) Ohana either means family or it means fuck off. I'm not sure. I get it confused sometimes. (laughs) Both. So mine's not so much as what the fuck as it would probably be any 80s to 90s girl's dream. So there's a pop-up hotel in LA that is Lisa Frank themed. And Dan had just told me that he had to look up who Lisa Frank was. Yeah, that one. Everybody's that trapper keepers was are lost on me. Everybody's trapper keepers are exploding right now. <laughs> like this thing is really cool and I'll we'll post this link in the show notes because this is literally every 80s to 90s girl's dream. Yeah, I saw that picture and yeah, it immediately took me back to the 90s. So I guess in the room is like 90s themed candy. So like examples here are fun dip, pixie sticks, uh, cheesy poofs, <laughs> gushers, and like the rooms are decked out in rainbow and all of like the animals from Lisa Frank. It's so cool. I would stay there. See, I was disappointed reading that article. There was no mention of the transparent phone with all the multicolor parts inside of it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yep. 
that would fit in perfectly with that room. That has to be in that room somewhere. It probably is. You got anything else? Uh, Yeah. So this one, this one mostly just pissed me off. <laughs> Fortnite as addictive as cocaine and tobacco, says law firm. Okay. So a Canadian law firm is attempting a class action lawsuit on behalf of the parents of two children who claim to be addicted to Fortnite. And they're claiming that Epic Games did not comply with the Consumer Protection Act of Quebec which requires all companies to warn their consumers about risks of addiction. At the same time, we have the World Health Organization has officially recognized game addiction as a diagnosable disorder, and the UK has opened its first medical clinic to help people struggling with gaming addiction. <laughs> Hello, buddy. Hi, Brox. Brox is uh, giving us his two cents about gaming addiction. You want to tell the viewers that this is absolute bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Bronx. <laughs> what? He's yelling at you now. Yeah, I've definitely been addicted to a game, not necessarily as badly as the World Health Organization defines gaming addiction, but there's definitely been games I've been so into. It's all I think about all day until I get back to them. I dream about them. I've been pretty deep into a game. See, that's when I know that I need to stop is when I start having dreams about that shit. Exactly. That's when I stop. I'm like, wow, I've played this game too much. <laughs> like, it's one, I think it's absolute bullshit. Saying it's as addictive as what? Tobacco and what? Cocaine. Yeah, no. Does anybody out there really know how addictive cocaine is? I highly doubt that video games are up there with that. Okay, I'll say this. I don't doubt that there are people who are so susceptible that their brain works in that way to derive pleasure and changes, rewires itself to get more pleasure from playing a video game. You know, that's how addictions usually work. Mm -hmm. But you got to step back if you're an adult, like you and I just said, you can tell when you've started to play a game too much, especially if you're one of those people that is, isn't eating or bathing or going to work. Just be a grown up. Yeah. And if you have a problem with your children having this issue, like the parents in this lawsuit, mm. be a parent. <laughs> yeah. Why are you allowing your why are you allowing your kid to play that much in the first place? And to yeah, be a parent. Take control of this. You are their parent. When I was a kid, we played a lot of video games. Every once in a while, our parents would say, Hey, turn off the video games, go outside and play for a while. Yeah. And we hated it because we wanted to be playing video games. But you did it. But we did it. And you know, people have just forgotten how to parent. This not only makes me mad because people are like this, but also because like you see this war on video games now that it goes along with the violence and making violent kids and... No, but that's definitely a segment for another time we'll have to do. But like, this is just another shit thing that some angry parent wants to rag on about. This is either one of two things. It's this person is having a problem with their kid and they want to blame somebody else for their lack of parenting. Or they notice this problem their kid is having and rather than just laying down the law and saying, hey, you're not playing this game anymore. Instead, they said, hey, I can profit off of this. I'm going to exaggerate this addiction yeah. and see what I can get out of it. Another thing is, is, especially in like the recent like year to two years that, how long, do you know how long Fortnite's been out? Maybe two, two or three. Two or three years. Yeah, I've never gotten into it's Fortnite. It's seriously been like the source of most 
quote unquote problems that you see people talking about. And I mean, this game is making millions. The people who created this game are like rolling in that dough, but like, I don't see it. I can't stand the game and my boyfriend plays it all the time, but like, it's his source of, you know, as angry as he gets at the game and yells at it, it's his source of release for the day. Mm -hmm. But it has been under fire so much lately. Like, what? And there's certainly things like the loot boxes I get, like, that's borderline gambling. Yeah. I understand some issues people have, but this, people just need to be parents. Yeah. I do have an interest in this case from a legal precedent standpoint. Like, if they rule against the game creators, how many things are going to have to be labeled, hey, you can get addicted to this? Literally anything that people can find enjoyable that's just opening the door for just chaos in the video game world. Well, not even just video games. Anything. You can get addicted to hamburgers and get fat. What are companies supposed to do? Deliberately make their products unenjoyable? Like, the whole idea is to make any product as appealing as possible. That's why you're selling it. People are just getting too... How do I want to put this nicely? Soft? Well, that and I think a lot of it is people were looking for anything they can get a free payday off of. That's ridiculous, too. But yeah, I just saw this article and it just pissed me off. Just be parents, people. I think I would be a moderate to slightly liberal parent. Like, I would not be a terribly strict parent, but I'm going to set enough rules with my kids that they're not going to be straight up addicted to a video game. So before we get on to our spooky stuff, it's spooky season, people. And I have a little rant here. Okay. So candy corn. Fuck candy corn. I it used is, to feel that way, but I, I've changed. I hate candy corn. It is disgusting. It's not enjoyable. And it <laughs> I swear it could survive a nuclear fallout. It could, but I don't know. There's something simple and enjoyable about it. No. Even though it's just sugar and wax. I saw a comedian years ago that had a joke about candy corn, and they had a theory that every bit of candy corn that had ever been produced was still in existence because nobody likes candy corn. Exactly. It's like the Chuck E. Cheese conspiracy theory that they just recycle pizza. <laughs> They're just recycling whatever candy corn that they find. Do you feel the same way about the candy pumpkins? They're all yes. basically the same thing. They're just yes. different shapes. They're all nasty. Nasty. I don't know. I used to hate them, but I could eat candy corn by the handful now. Barf. <laughs> you have anything else to say about candy corn? Candy corn is disgusting. It belongs in the trash. You belong in the trash. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I say it with love. I'm sure. Oh, uh, Ready yeah. to get in some spooky stuff? Yes. I love October. We're leading up to Halloween. We've got a Halloween show coming up we're excited about. You guys are really going to enjoy this one. But um, yeah, I love this time of year. The weather has finally broken here, so we're getting into that nice, chilly weather. Oh, I haven't. I've, I've had my windows open for the last week and a half, and it has been amazing. Yeah, I love this time of year. You get, Halloween wouldn't work if it was in the middle of the summer. There's oh, just something about yeah. the weather and the timing of the holiday. It just feels spooky this time of year. Yeah. Probably because like it gets dark at six o'clock now. Yeah, and you get that chill in the air, weird random gusts of wind blowing leaves around. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah, 
It's it's a nice spooky time of year, and I, I love it. Me too. Okay, so we thought leading up to Halloween, we would talk a little bit about just some creepy things that maybe give us a little chill up our spine. Uh, what do you have first? So my first one's pretty short, but like it just kind of like, especially this picture that's showing on the website is just kind of spooky in general. Uh, the urban legend of black-eyed children. I almost did that one. Oh, and <laughs> children kind of creep me out anyways. I love them, but like they're also like re- they're weird. Uh, black-eyed children are a paranormal creature that resembles children between 6 and 16 with pale skin, black eyes, and they are reported hitchhikers. And they will, some, come up to doorsteps of houses. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Have you heard of, apparently, it gets really creepy. They'll, just maybe in the middle of the night, a kid will come, knock on the door, and there'll be something off about them. And they'll want to come in the house. And mm. they'll they'll say, they'll ask to use the phone, but in a weird, almost alien way. And it creeps people out and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to stay outside. I can't help you. Yeah. And they have these pitch black eyes. Yeah, fuck that. Um, A lot of mine and yours have been covered on this podcast I listen to called Astonishing Legends. Yeah. They did an entire episode, maybe a two-parter, where they actually traced down the first person to write about black-eyed kids. He was like a reporter that had an experience with a kid Mm -hmm. in a parking lot. Right here, it says that it was written by Texas reporter Brian Bethel because he had an encounter with two, he had two encounters with black-eyed children in Texas in the 90s. Yeah, I recommend Astonishing Legends for that story and several of mine. They do great in-depth reports on these things, but it's in a lighthearted and entertaining manner. It's not all academics or it's not a lot of woo-woo. They come at it from a skeptical point of view and they have fun with it. I definitely recommend that to anybody. Uh, do you have anything else to add about the Black Eyed Kids? No, I, I that one just creeped me out. Yeah, they're creepy, and you hear these stories about the people that don't let them in. It makes you wonder what happens if you do let them in, because you don't see those stories, what's happening to the people that did let them inside their home. Here's a PSA for you people. Just don't answer your fucking door. Yes. No matter what, just don't answer your door. And as a general rule, walk the other way from anybody who's got black eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine, this goes back a long way for me, Phantom Hitchhikers. Oh, I almost did that one. And specifically goes back to Resurrection Mary, who I remember seeing a story about on Unsolved Mysteries when I was a kid. And it's this legend of this girl, people in Chicago, they'll either pick her up as a hitchhiker on the side of the road or at a bar or nightclub, and she just needs a ride home. So... They pick her up, give her a ride, follow her directions, and she says, stop here, and it's Resurrection Cemetery, and she either gets out of the cab and disappears into the cemetery where she's supposedly buried, or she just disappears from the cab. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Yeah, there's something about that story that has always resonated with me, probably because of the way it was reenacted on Unsolved Mysteries with Mm -hmm. fog and whatnot, but yeah, just... All phantom hitchhikers, and every once in a while you'll see hoax videos. I'm going to call them hoax videos on YouTube where somebody's seen a hitchhiker or somebody on the side of the road that looks like a ghost and they've disappeared. 
There's just something about driving alone at night that can get really creepy. Here's another PSA. Don't pick up a fucking hitchhiker. (laughs) Yeah, don't pick up hitchhikers, period. (laughs) It's so dangerous. But especially this time of year when everything's creepy, I get chills up my spine just driving through the country for no reason. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have those moments when you are just afraid to look in the mirror of your car? Mm -hmm. Because you just feel like there's going to be some creepy ghost in your backseat. Yeah. There's no reason to believe that. It just feels like there's somebody there. Yeah. And driving is one of those things where you're both, you're free and you can get away from something, but you're also contained in this speeding death trap with anything else that is in that death trap with you. So it's, I don't know, there's just something about it that resonates with me and sends a chill up my spine. Hmm. So my next one is The Water Babies of Massacre Rocks. And this one is about a Native American tribe, the Shoshone tribe in Idaho, who were roaming the plains in the 1500s, and they went through a really bad famine. And so mothers were forced to drown their babies so they didn't have to watch their children starve. Ooh. And so it says, if you sit quietly next to the river, you can hear the sound of babies crying. Nope. Nope. (laughs) I'm I'm not staying around long enough to hear more than one cry. (laughs) And then it says, other stories say that these babies grew gills and fins and survived, and now they seek revenge on their mothers by luring unsuspecting victims to their death in the river. See, I wonder if maybe this is a case where they should have ate their baby. Maybe. Oh, you know, it'd be really good. Mm. That river monsters guy should go in and (laughs) investigate. Yeah, that is really creepy. I've heard of Japanese legends similar to that of water spirits. Yeah, it's that's just creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else to add to that? Or just, no. Okay. Something else that kind of creeps me out, and it's not even something that's easily defined, is just weird disappearances of groups of people. Mm. Um, specifically, the one that comes to mind is Roanoke Colony. Oh, I love Ro- the Roanoke legends. Yeah, these English settlers came and started a colony, and then some of them went and returned to England to get more provisions and give a report on how the colony was going. And then when they returned the next year, which I think the return trip was delayed for various weather reasons and whatnot, the entire colony had been abandoned. And the people that left didn't leave any trace of where they're going. No notes. The only hint of what happened was a carving on a nearby tree that said Croatoan, which was a nearby tribe, I believe, and island. And they looked for these survivors of this colony and never could find them. And what's crazy is that there's no bodily evidence of really them being there. Yeah. This one creeps me out. One of the popular theories is that they had a harsh winter, they didn't have the means to survive, the food to keep the colony going, but they were welcomed in by that nearby tribe and they commingled. And there's some evidence of that. Uh, There's been indications that there's European DNA in that tribe's bloodline, so it might have happened. What I always go to is a Stephen King miniseries called Storm of the Century, Mm -hmm. where It's set in modern times, and this weird, creepy guy comes to this town in the northeast that's just shut in by a blizzard. And it turns out like he's super old, and he's some kind of demonic force, and he wants one of their children to bring up as his own and teach his ways and his dark magic. And if they don't agree to give it to him, he's going to punish them the same way that he punished 
the people of Roanoke. Mm. And there's like images of people just bundled up walking through the blizzard, I think into the ocean. Like he just drove them mad and they walked into the ocean. It's really creepy. Do I think that's what happened? No. But the unexplained disappearances like that, my mind always goes to some dark place. There's another weird one from Russia called Dyatlov Pass. Astonishing Legends, again. Yeah. Did a two or three part episode on that. These experienced hikers, for whatever reason, had set up a camp in a tent and then they abandoned it during winter weather inexplicably they ran out of the tent there's indications that they cut their way out of the tent they didn't even stop to go through the exit they were just in that big of a hurry they had to rip through the tent they ran out without the shoes half dressed like they were just terrified of something and they had to get out and it's never been fully explained there's tons of theories out there but it's just a really creepy story mm. It's like, what could possibly drive experienced hikers from their tent in winter weather without any clothing or provisions? And they, they were all found dead later. That's creepy. Yeah. Ready for my last one? Yeah. This one creeps me out, especially the most because of me owning animals. So this is called the licked hand legend. Oh, I, I think I know where this is going, but go on. Uh, so the urban legend starts by this girl is home alone with her dog and she finds out that there's a killer on the loose and locks mm. all the windows, but forgets that there's a basement window and is apparently left unlocked. One, why is the basement windows even unlocked? Yep. So she goes to bed, takes her dog. She wakes up in the middle of the night because she hears some water dripping. Yeah. And she is so just terrified. I forgot to mention that the she put the dog, she let the dog go sleep under her bed. So she wakes up because she hears this noise and then she reaches down for the comfort of her dog mm -hmm. and she gets a reassuring lick. The next morning she walks into her bathroom to find her dead mutilated dog hanging from the shower and it says... Humans can lick too. I've seen this one. Oh, it's so disturbing. Mm -hmm. It's very reminiscent of the, you know, the call is coming from inside the house. Mm -hmm. Babysitter story. Yeah, it's creepy. Huh. And, just, <laughs> and there's other versions of this story that like the dog has been either like she tells her parents and the dog has either been outside or in the garage. And so. Huh. Oh. As soon as you said that one, I'm like, oh, no. Because I, I have heard of that one before. Like, I have read that one before, and that just freaks me the fuck out. There's another one that's kind of a blend of that and the one, the typical, the calls coming from inside the house, where it's a babysitter asking the parents about the creepy clown statue in the kid's room. <laughs> and they're like, uh, we don't own a clown statue. <laughs> Speaking of clown statues, my brother sent me a text yesterday that him and his girlfriend now own an it lamp. <laughs> the stand yeah. is Pennywise and he's holding up the, his hands like up and he's holding up the top of the lamp. That's cool. It is really cool, but I just sent back, I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> See, I'm surprised there isn't one with his mouth open and it's the lights coming from inside. Oh my God, that'd be so cool. My last one is hell, which I'm not even religious. There's just something about talking about hell and demons and you know, exorcisms that just really bothers me, especially the concept of hell, but specifically a pit to hell. This is another one that Astonishing Legends did an episode on. <laughs> Castle Huska 
in the Czech Republic. So there's this castle and it's built north of Prague, has zero strategic value. It's not built near a source of water like you would normally find settlements. There's no discernible reason for why it should have been built. And there's no outward facing fortifications, but there are inward facing fortifications as if it was built to keep something in instead of out. And at the center of this castle is a chapel that sits atop a pit. And before this chapel was built, they tried to, according to legend, seal this pit in various ways and they never took, they would crumble, whatever. So eventually they built a chapel over it. Legend has it that before they sealed or tried to seal the pit, they took a man that was sentenced to death and offered him a pardon if he would agree to be lowered into the pit to see how far down it went. And I think he made it 30 meters down before he started screaming. And when they pulled him back up, all of his hair had turned white and he looked like he'd aged about 30 years. And they offered the same pardon to other prisoners and they said, nope. Mm, mm -mm. The prisoner that they did lower into the pit, I guess he was just driven mad and died two days later. That's terrifying. Legend has it that there was a problem of winged demons carrying people off in that area. (laughs) And yeah. And there's... It's not funny, but like the image is something just flying, like a humanoid flying machine and just bloop, and off it goes. See, I'm just picturing Pazuzu from that one episode of Futurama (laughs) when the professor has the pet gargoyle. (laughs) And at the end, he's just speaking French, bon oui, little one, bon oui. Even the earliest known written records of this castle say that it was built and exists to keep something that must not be named from escaping into the world. That's fine by me. Yeah. I just find, and there's other stories around the world of like hell pits that nobody's ever found the bottom of, and you hear these tales of people hearing the screams of the damned. (sighs) Those always send a chill up my spine. Mm -hmm. This one- it makes you wonder, there was enough of something going on that people believe there was a need to build an entire fortress with inward-facing fortifications. Mm. Those are the stories that always make me wonder. If you don't just build that for the hell of it. Something was going on. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> you ready to move on to something a little lighted-hearted? Yeah. Wow, Emily. English a little bit better. A little lighted-hearted. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, um, Yeah, so we had talked about, again, drawing more inspiration from Futurama. Even if you haven't seen the show, you've probably seen the meme of one of the characters shouting, shut up and take my money. And so this is what we're doing. Shut up and take my money. I especially have a fondness for finding random shit online that I didn't know I needed until I saw it. And then I just, I have to own it. I don't because I'm trying to be a responsible adult and not buy everything I see. But if I could, I would. And just a heads up, we're going to put links for these in our show notes. We're not getting any kind of kickback or anything on them. These are just cool things we found, and we want to give proper credit to the people selling them. And and for reference, and so you guys know what yeah, we're talking about, too. and you can see them. And if you think they're cool, then support these people for their insane products. You want to go first? 
Sure. Okay. So I actually came across this one pretty recently and it would benefit me especially in my life, but it's a little expensive. It is a pet feeding station and it's really, really cool. (laughs) It looks like a giant cabinet and it's got a... I don't know how to describe it, but like it's got a pole drawer, but it's like one of those that lean out. Yeah. And you put all the food in it and then it's got a drawer, pole drawer underneath that has the water and food bowl and it's got a place to put baskets and it's got hanging stuff on it. Like take my fucking money. Yeah, that'd be really handy. Like take it. Like I could store both mm-hmm. animals' foods there and literally just take my money now. My first one. This is so stupid, but I love it. It is a figurine from Chronicle Collectibles, and it is a cat dressed as Captain Kirk and sitting like a normal cat would in Captain Kirk's captain's chair. So that thing, because you sent me a picture of it. I've been wanting this for a good six months. I've sent it to you before. See, not only have I seen that before, but a Christmas present that I was going to buy you, it was a book. And that was the picture on it. Yes. the These figurines, there's a line of them, are based on this book of Star Trek cats. <laughs> I would already own this if it wasn't a pre-order item at the moment. Oh, no. For real? Yeah. This is, yeah. I just love the absurdity of this. I love cats. I love Star Trek. It's just so cute. It's just little tiny cats sitting in a captain's chair. See, maybe if you went out and adopted that Bronx lookalike at the shelter, you could dress her up in Star Trek clothes. Maybe. I mean, it would be a black and white cat, so I'd have to do the alien from the episode where they're split down the middle, half black, half white. I never watched Star Trek, so. Uh, it's a very famous episode. Uh, trust me. They're split, like, straight down the middle, like Two-Face. Mm. One side is black, one side's white, and they're mortal enemies with the same race of alien, but the which side is black and white is switched. And it's a very unsubtle racial allegory. <laughs> it's very literally black and white. <laughs> Long we go to your next one. This one is actually one that you sent me a while back. It's Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, and Venusaur planner sets, and you put little succulents in them. Mm -hmm. I think they're so cute, and they're like, they're the green color that they are, and I think they're so cute, and you buy them in a set of three. Right. And I want them. They're so perfect for that use. I've seen them with other Pokemon, which makes no sense. These, since they're plant Pokemon that have plants growing out of their back, mm-hmm. it's just perfect. Yeah. I want them so bad, but that's something useless. One, because I can't keep plants in my house because of my cat, but two, because I don't need to spend the money on them. That's why we're talking about it. Just Exactly. We can share our love of them without actually spending the money. <laughs> so what's your next one? My next one is a pair of items from toy company Funko. How would you describe the Funko Pops? They're... They're little figurines. They're kind of minimalist, mm-hmm. almost bobblehead-y. Yeah, they're bobblehead, but they're like cartooned versions yeah. of a cartoon almost. They're very cute, even for non-cute characters. I've seen them for Pennywise, even. Mm-hmm. But they have released a Marvel advent calendar. Mm-hmm. So for every day leading up to Christmas, you open a box and you get a little miniature Marvel character. Yeah, they're very cute. But they've also developed this line of retro action figures, which some of them are based on actual old school action figures. The one I found that I fell in love with is they've started this series of horror icons that look as if they could easily be He-Man action figure villains. 
Mm-hmm. And this one specifically is Freddy Krueger. He is the buffest Freddy Krueger you have ever seen. See, I thought like when you sent me that, like it looked like a He-Man version. Like that was the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah, it, they don't market it as a He-Man version, but it is definitely that shape of the ridiculously oversized muscles on Freddy Krueger and his clothes are ripped. So he almost looks like a barbarian. It's really weird and bizarre. But it'd be something so cool that you should have. Yeah. This same company released a line of retro Karate Kid action figures. Okay. I bought one for our friend Chris last year. It was an action figure of the girlfriend from Karate Kid. (laughs) I saw it in a store like, I don't need this, but I need to buy it for somebody because it's that ridiculous and it's a toy nobody would ever ask for. There's no action storyline that you're going to reenact with her. That's (laughs) awesome, though. Yeah, they just create all kinds of insane things. and I love how absurd the buff Freddy Krueger is. What's your next one? So, sticking to the Pokemon theme, it is Pokenatomy, the science of Pokemon. I think I sent this one to you, too. I don't remember you sending it to me, but I ended up finding it today when I was just searching for stuff, and I love Pokemon. I grew up watching it, and it's one of my favorite shows. I mean, until... Sorry, let me correct myself. It is my favorite, though only the 151 original. Mm-hmm. So, like, only, like, the first, like, three or four seasons, and then they started adding all those other weird Pokemon, and then it got all new agey and... Ugh. Yeah. But I need this book. It's an unofficial book, but like it goes in depth of the anatomy of each Pokemon. Right. This book would traumatize a small child. It shows their organs and their skeletons. It says the book is over 300 pages long and it contains the original 151. Isn't it a hardcover too? There's a hardcover and a leather bound back. See, that is what I love about some of the artisans you see on Etsy. They go that extra mile on something absurd like this, but if I had the money, I would definitely pay them for it. It's it's only fifty dollars. Well, still, <laughs> it's a lot to pay for something like that. And uh, I appreciate the beauty of it, though. What's your next one? This is also from Etsy. <laughs> Good old Etsy. <laughs> this is from the Lynx Collection on Etsy. They have a series of. Futurama Presidential Portraits. It's various Futurama characters. You can get it in either prints or on stretched canvas, posed as different presidents. Like there's a bender as Ronald Reagan. Oh my gosh. My favorite is Scruffy the Janitor, posed like Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. I love that he was also holding his pun- plunger. Yes. He's, he's got to have his plunger. I like that Scruffy also talks in third person. I I love that. I was watching an episode earlier today where they were doing employee evaluations and they asked him what he did. And he's just like, well, I fixed toilets, I fixed boilers, and I fixed that one boiling toilet. <laughs> Fire me if you dare. He has a point. You have to follow the link for these. They're, what would you call them? Old-fashioned oil paintings? They're Almost. They look like, but I bet they're probably not done in oil paint. Yeah, but like I, the style, the style that they did it in looks like oil painting. Yes. Whoever did the original art for these prints, they're very gifted artists. Are you ready for my last one? Okay. This is probably my favorite product on here. So have you seen those sequin pillows? Like you can yes. like brush them one 
way and they turn a color and you brush them the other way and it can turns I, a color. Can I try to guess what this one is? Yeah. Is it Nicolas Cage? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a Nick Cage sequence pillow. <laughs> and it's literally this one that I'm looking up. There's there's four of them of Nick Cage's face. <laughs> so it, this one that I'm looking at is like gold, like a champagne gold. And it's Nick Cage's face. They did one in pink and then they did an even weirder close up. There's like, oh, so I'll, this one will have to go in the show notes because they're just too good. And like there's other pillows that this person has or whoever is selling these on Amazon. But like it's a close up of Nick Cage's face and it's creepy and I want it. And I don't even like Nick Cage. Yeah, that's God bless the internet. <laughs> so good so we've gone through our items that we found that we thought would be amazing to own i thought i could pitch you some non-existent products but i think they should exist i want to see if if you'd buy them if you shark tank me yeah if you would yell shut up and take my money for these okay the first one it's the mighty morphin power bible it's the bible you know but every instance of the word lord has been replaced with zord Judas no longer betrays Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. It's a single power coin. And we've streamlined the New Testament by condensing the 12 disciples into five teenagers with attitude. So is it a Bible or is it a story of the Power Rangers? It's the Bible with just these subtle changes. Maybe not so subtle since we're condensing 12 people into five. (laughs) But you can pick your color of cover. They come in different colors of the rainbow. And they come with a golden lightning bolt on the front cover. See, you lost me out there. It should be the colors of the Power Rangers and then has their um, Megazord symbol. (laughs) Or what if, instead of being crucified, Jesus gets stuck in the Zordon tube? (laughs) There would have to be some massive rewriting of Revelation to explain that he's not coming back. He's just getting released from his imprisonment in the tube. See, I'm on the fence with this one because I'm not a religious person, but maybe this would get me to read the Bible. That's all I got for this one. I guess I'll have to move on. All right. You like coffee, don't you? I do. The problem with coffee, so many people depend upon it for energy to help them get through the day, but you can build up a tolerance to the caffeine and you need more caffeine. What if I could tell you, you can get the same amount of energy with less caffeine. Go on. Okay. So it's a new coffee. I call it the Escobar Blend. (laughs) It is a perfect blend of Colombia's finest coffee Uh with Colombia's finest cocaine. Ooh. (laughs) Part of me wants to believe that that is probably a thing down there, but I'm interested. Imagine how you could increase productivity in the workplace if you just supplied your workers with Escobar Blend. See, I'm interested because coffee doesn't give me energy. I just like the taste of it. So I honestly don't see any, I guess you call it like what, reward out of coffee? Like I don't get Mm -hmm. energy from it. It honestly makes me a little bit more tired not to be completely honest so getting some energy (laughs) shut up and take my money okay my last one it's a new fruit okay it's a hybrid of peaches and apples okay i call them peoples (laughs) and there's so many different ways to eat peoples if you're in a rush you can bite right into them just tear out a piece or if you're patient you can cut off a little slice at a time if you want to get the whole family into it, you can <laughs> chop them up into little pieces and big pie. <laughs> 
sometimes I don't even eat people's. I find it relaxing to just sit back and peel the skin off people's as slowly as possible. take my money i don't even care what no, else you have you, you just... see if you preserve them right you can start your own collection of people's skins <laughs> one thing's for sure though however you enjoy them you'll be sure to say "Ooh, wee them's good people's to be completely honest when you called them people's i thought of the purple people eater yeah <laughs> so i just wanted to ask you so what color are they but that pro- that was good <laughs> shut up and take my money that was amazing <laughs> why don't you wrap up the show with some uh, urban dictionary all right dan you ready for my word of the day today i am l-m-f-n-o l-m-f-n-o mm-hmm. is it laughing my fucking nuts off <laughs> no but that's pretty good i I laughed really hard when I read this. Okay, go. Laughing my fucking nipples off. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty damn hard laughing. (laughs) That's probably one of my new favorite words. Just laughing my fucking nipples off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I feel like you came close a couple minutes ago. Yeah, pretty close. Okay. That is going to be it for today. Thank you for listening. As always, subscribe and give us a star rating if you can. And we really appreciate it if you can help share the word about the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for any other updates, follow us at Micah Jiggers Podcast on Facebook. And always leave any kind of comments that you guys want, like what we should do, any ideas for products. Yeah, we would love to see any other insane products you've seen. And just let us know what you want to hear on the show. And that's going to wrap it up. Bye, Bye Felicia. Felicia.